mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Putting In Work, episode 113 of the interview podcast on the 8-Bit Collective. We're powered by Audio-Technica. I'm your host, John O'Peck, and we are talking to Logan Wilkinson, a dear friend of mine, all the way from Austin, Texas. This is the first episode of my spotlight series, I'm calling it. This April, I'm going to feature a different friend in the creative world, doing something cool and something that I think people need to know about. And for Logan, he is the host of the Input podcast, tackling the serious side of video games industry with a very strong focus on written content. They decipher what's happening in the world of games. That podcast is, of course, a product of Irrational Passions, where Logan is a senior editor. I've previously had editor-in-chief Alex O'Neill and Jarrett Green, one of the writers over at Irrational Passion, on this podcast. So you might be familiar with the name Irrational Passions. If not, it's a very written content-heavy website focusing on games. And the reason that I keep saying written content is because that form of communication is, for the most part, fading away from most news and opinions websites. Of course, there's still a lot out there, but the focus is often on video. And as much as that seems to be the direction it's going, Irrational Passions are holding on to the art of the written article, the power of the word. And I think that really sums up Logan Wilkinson in some way, because he's an old school guy, grew up in middle America. You can see he really cares about the art and the fundamentals of communication and that's writing and I really found it interesting to learn that it wasn't something he always excelled at it's something that he's learned over time and really had to focus on to develop that skill especially in his younger years when he struggled a bit more with reading and writing but we didn't talk so much about his journey with Irrational Passions as much as his perspective on this episode and such a positive outlook I think you'll struggle to find anyone with more of a positive attitude than Logan And this really did evolve into a conversation about content creation, positive attitude, and motivation. It definitely went in a direction I didn't expect it to. Because Logan and I are such great friends, we actually talked for like, you know, at least two or three hours before we started recording. And it really just continued to flow on into this interview. So I think this is really one of the more free-flowing discussions I've had on this podcast, which was really fun for me. And I hope you'll like it too. So without further ado... Here is Logan. Enjoy the show. Logan, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's great to talk to you. Great to see you. Great to have you here. Hey, you're welcome. We've been talking for like almost three hours already. So that is accurate information. This is going to be the first time that we've had that much of a warm up. This is like... Yeah, don't you feel like charged and <laughs> energized now? You're ready to go. Jump yeah. into the conversation. It's like sometimes I play rec league basketball and sometimes you'll see a team, they're shorter player. So they've only got four guys turn up and someone that just finished a game will just walk up and be like, yeah, I'll fill in. I'll jump on. They've just had like a full 45 minutes warm up of an actual game. We've been talking about all kinds of stuff for a long time. So we should have our vocal cords and our intellectual brain components. And maybe we're wearing them out. I was going to say they'd be warmed up, but I might have nothing left in the tank. It's interesting because like, especially for me where it's like, it's 1047 PM right now for me. Mm. And so like, I should be like tired, but I'm not. I'm fired up. I got that second wind or third wind. Yeah. All the winds, they're all in me. I mean, I just said intellectual brain components instead of whatever I should have said. So it's, it's no, not, that's the it's, correct. I think it's the correct term. <laughs> the intellectual brain components. That's how that works. Yes. Okay. So Logan, tell us who you it's are. Me. Tell us what you do. Yes. Hi, internet at large. My name is Logan Wilkinson. I am from, I'm not from Nixon, Missouri. I almost, I still de facto just went to it. I, I'm from Texas now. I'm a cowboy. Uh, I am the senior managing editor at a neat little video game website called irrationalpassions.com mm-hmm. forward slash. We can find all sorts of well-written articles, previews, reviews, features, op-eds, probably interviews, podcasts, all the podcasts. And I am also one of the co-hosts, one of the three co-hosts for Input, a video game news show. Um, some people find it pretty neat which I enjoy. Uh, we do very different kinds of conversations and discussions and discourse on input than your usual video game show, I would say, um, if that's fair. I call it the video game podcast for smart people. Yeah, like one, one of the things for me and Jarrett, Jarrett Green, who's one of the other co-hosts on the show and also one of my fellow senior editors for the site, is that we were both inspired by the NPR Politics podcast. 
and wanted to do like a video game version of that. And I think if you listen to NPR Politics podcast and then listen to Input, that bleeds through very much. Mm. Um, our our show is a little bit longer, but even then, uh, I think we have a, a on average a shorter podcast for video games than most. Uh, we almost never hit an hour, uh, and routinely we go much shorter than that. Mm. Uh, so I'm pretty proud of it. It's, it's, I always say it's, I said at the time when it launched that it's the video game show that I always wanted to do that's evolved since then, both in terms of what the show is and also what comes like what my ideal video game show would be. But we are all incredibly proud of input. We've had great people on it. Um, and it has got really big, great, awesome, wonderful supporters out there, um, who are all very thankful of. So that's all the stuff I do at Rush Passions. It's neat. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah. Thanks for that mini introduction. And I think... If people are hardcore listeners of putting in work with a uh, you know photographic recall knowledge, they'll remember that I've had Alex O'Neill, your I guess mm-hmm. editor in chief, and and editor in chief, and Jarrett Green on the podcast, reviews and features editor, yeah, uh, both really enjoyable interviews from my side of things, and uh, it's it's great to have a third irrational passions person joining me. Got to get George. Got to get the yeah, last senior staff I mean, guy. You're all doing such great work, and uh, part of the. I guess what makes you guys stand out is the focus on written content, which has, as I've discussed with those other guys is kind of a not dying art, but it's definitely less focus than uh, what the video content and audio content has these days. It's interesting for me because I, I mean, Alex and Jared are obviously both the same way, but I have such a, like a deep passion and respect for writing. Um, And I, I think for me, at least I can't speak to other two, but like, it's been such a weird journey, right? Like I always like I was in dumb kid. I always call it like writing class at the time, English class. Like I wasn't, I was not very good at writing in English for at least for a few years. Um, I really struggled with that. Um, and my reading level was like below average everything. Um, and so like I get put in kind of the slower kid classes for those. And so like in those classes, I didn't really belong. Cause I was like, I was, I was better than like that. But like, uh, what it allowed me to do was just like they just made me read it just made me write um, and so like what it led to was like my reading level jumping like three grades above where I should have been so like I got like really good at reading really good at reading comprehension mm. and also led me to kind of really kind of find a I think passion for writing and a passion for kind of storytelling right like if you know pretty much anything about me it's that I love to tell stories I love to talk I love to kind of communicate kind of my experiences and my like thoughts and opinions on things out and I think writing in particular is a channel that I found um, and one that was ultimately kind of, I think, really hammered home by like Greg and Colin and Damon, like kind of the IGN guys from back in the day, Clements, um, and like finding like this could be a thing to talk about for like this particular aspect of storytelling in terms of like video games. Um, and then I never kind of let it go from there. That's cool. Yeah. Like, I, so I love writing. I have a great respect for it. Like I'm somebody who very much defends the importance and place of writing in the written word in the industry still. Um, and I think it always will still be there. But yeah, like IP, I think part of what makes it unique or part of what I think I would like to think makes it unique is its focus on the written word, right? Like we are an okay beast for a lot of reasons for better or worth, but we do video stuff and Mike does incredible video work for IP um, and we're all in debt to him for that. But we all still very much care about the written word and its focus. And you'll see when we kind of cover PAX East here in a few weeks or in a few days, which will be like probably a few weeks past when you yeah. listen to this, <laughs> that we'll have like an incredible amount of written articles. Like we will probably have 30, 35, 40 previews written That's um, intense. at PAX East. We will have an insane amount of written content um, in addition to podcasts and everything else. Um, that's mm. why I like it, right? Like I like, especially like for me, it's like I, I describe myself as like, a non-traditional i guess like traditionally non-traditional like writer in terms of video game industry where it's like i love video game writing but i don't do mine like most people do their video game writing right like my standard reviews are not like typical video game reviews um i almost never top up got mechanics in my reviews i don't care about them it's it's not what i'm looking for i talk about i'm, I'm very much a fan and as is alex o'neill uh, about feelings and emotions and how something left you kind of feeling like the experience it left on you right and so You'll see that very much conveyed in my write-ins, whether it be a review or a preview or a feature. Um, I care about what kind of it did to me and what it kind of left me, what it kind of left behind in me, I think, is what I care mm. about most about video games. 
which I would say. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, one of my favorite writers is Chuck Klosterman. And something that he said that really stuck with me about analyzing pop culture, which he does, is to take an idea or something that someone says or something that they're drawn to, attracted to, and asking the question of, sure, it, it, it makes sense for you to say that this is good or this is bad, but talk more about how it makes you feel and why. And that's kind of what I'm hearing from you. What what are the complexities of that and that kind of thing? Yeah, it's interesting too because for me that that's conveyed to things like like obviously there are certain types of video games that resonate more with every individual person, certain genres, certain just kind of play styles, certain storytelling techniques. I really loved Romains Vita Finch when it came out two years past. That game really resonated with me and really connected with me. I think it's a beautiful video game. Mm. And in that, I think that while there can be interesting conversations about like what the game does from a mechanics level and from a gameplay level, I think those are tied much more into really interesting and cool conversations about like what those did to further its overall storytelling narrative and its themes and the ideas it had about life and death and kind of the purpose of it all and like the dreams and chasing them or not chasing them, giving up on them or not giving up on them and like family in particular. And like the same thing for when I reviewed Emily's Way 2, which I think is a great video game. 9.0 out of 10, Arrested Passions. Uh, and that video game... Be- still giving numbers. Yeah, still giving numbers at Arrested Passions. Hell yeah. Uh, Jarrett can't stop us. Um, and, like, having that video game, like, the way that it deals with, like, nostalgia and, like, first love and heartbreak and everything and, like, pouring a lot of myself into that, pouring a lot of my, kind of my personal experiences into that, I really enjoy doing for reviews. You're like having a game like Yakuza Kwame come out and just being like this game's just dope and it gets cool and left me feeling like just like giddy and like it's like a Saturday morning cartoon on steroids and it's like just like talking about that right like like my favorite things that I do aren't reviews as much as I like them it's like the features where I get to just kind of like drop you into like a world and like talk about it from that perspective right like mm. one of the ones that is on the Arrest Passions best of list shout out you should check that out <laughs> it was an insane amount of work to put together is the like our two pieces of mine and one is my Oregon Trail which is when I just like talk about my experience playing Oregon Trail but from like in the world of Oregon Trail which I because I, I love doing the, I love telling a story within a story basically and so that one I did one about Night in the Woods which is like me within that world kind of experience in that kind of small town that's just like collapsed in on itself basically mm-hmm. and then my favorite piece in the site my favorite piece that I've maybe ever written was about Rocket League and just like set during a single championship match, just five minutes in a Rocket League game, and just that story. It's it's sports. It's a sports. I got, I got to write a sports piece basically. Yeah. The like life and death nature of it, right? And like the quest for glory or failure, and kind of the immortal struggle of it all, and like this kind of evoking these grand themes, and also weaving in my own story from being like a child dreaming of these things. And I really love that piece. It is very poetic. Um, I acknowledge that, but. Uh, I really like those kind of stories and telling like stories from stories or stories within stories from video games and how they made you feel because they're neat yeah, and different. I think that video games journalism is such a lacking thing altogether that yeah, any, anyone that writes slightly different from the normal IGN Kotaku polygon, like anything, anyone that strays from that strikes me as... as worth reading because i remember grantland back in the day yes um, bill, bill simmons oh on site gosh. they would occasionally write about video games but because they weren't in that world of daily writing about the industry they would approach it from a different perspective because i guess yes. they had to pitch it to their editor that had no idea about the last of us or la noir or whatever it was so they would have to come up with an interesting thing that would appeal to people that had no idea what this game was so i found that i can't remember the writer i think it's ben somebody uh lindberg he, he writes about baseball now but some of the stuff he did over there was fantastic and and the achievement oriented uh podcast that they did over at the ringer really took that on where it was not like any other video game podcast mm-hmm. that i listened to they were always finding unique angles to talk about different people in the world of games and, and that kind of thing so i'd certainly appreciate not only the way that you describe your writing but input because of the different approach that that yeah. takes to games I think it's important for me where it's like we're building, we're still building what journalism is in the video game industry up to this day, right? Like it's not something mm. that has been here for 
a century and a half. We're not we we don't have, we don't have an Ed Murrow or Walter Cronkite or these kind of figures to look up to. I don't know. I don't know any Australian ones off the top of my head, but <laughs> you just have to deal with my American analogies. But we don't have these kind of guys um, to kind of look up to and kind of follow the example or like the Pulitzer Prize winning things. That's just not where our in our entire industry is like barely three decades old and like actual like journalism of it is younger um and very much still nebulous like even now like where you kind of have some kind of institutions here with like iogens and kotakus and game spots and those kind of things um where you're still very much figuring out like what journalism looks like and like what it looks like on both a preview and a review and a feature and interview fronts and podcast fronts and so like I think some people look at that and get really kind of discouraged and get really down and say like, there's no real journalism happening or it's like the quality of it is like really poor or bad or anything like that. And I, I get excited by that. I get in, like, I get encouraged by it. It's like, we get to make it whatever we want it to be. Right. Like you were a journalist in your past. You have that kind of lineage within you, Jono. And for me, it's like, I somebody who like has a deep abiding love for journalism, right? Like as one of my, like, again, one of my twin passions in my life it's that thing for me where it's like I could very easily have saw myself going down like a regular journalism route. And I think that's great. We need those people. Um, but I also think that like when you get to kind of forge and build what that is in a new industry, that's also super exciting, also super fun and energizing. And like, I don't need everybody to be me and I don't need everybody to be you. And I don't need everybody to be Greg or, Colin or Jarrett or Alex or other Alex for OK Beast or <laughs> Bluster or anything like we yeah. or even like the bigger people like the Damons and the Brian Altanos and the Max Scovilles and whoever the hell works at GameSpot like we can have all of them co- like coalesce together to form this kind of cool tapestry of like different things and different happenings within the video game industry right? like we like for starters and just like right up front there's great journalism happening within the industry like Jason Schreier and Patrick Klepek and Austin Walker are doing incredible work Greg, I think personally is doing amazing work in terms of like interviews and also in terms of like daily content about the industry and larger discussions within like games daily stuff. Mm. Like there are cool small pockets all across the world who are doing really neat and dynamite things and dynamic things. And like, honestly, I think like probably most things, truthfully, like it's the smaller scale stuff, the kind of the smaller grassroots things that I think are doing really innovative, cool things. Like whether that be OK Beast, whether that be Handsome Phantom, whether that be you guys like at 8-Bit, like whether that be Irrational Passion selfishly. Like I think we're all doing different things and cool things. And like, I don't know, like I don't know what the industry is going to look like in five or 10 years. I don't have a, I don't have a, you know, like a magic eight ball in front of me here, but magic eight ball. But like, I, I do know that, I think it'll look more like what we're doing potentially. And like, I find that exciting. Like, I don't necessarily know if we're going to run the world, but like, I do think that like some of our ideas are going to permeate and like kind of percolate to the top. And that like some of us are going to do this and like an even more full-time basis and obviously already do it full-time just without maybe getting the pay that we should. <laughs> uh, but it's what I always say, I guess for history where it's like, I don't know how you can like look at what everybody's doing right now and not be, encourage not be optimistic about where we're going right like i'll acknowledge the fact by the way if you've listened to the first like 15 minutes of this podcast listener hi i'm logan i am the biggest optimist you know i'm the biggest hope-filled person you know i'm the biggest positive person you know i believe in people i believe in our ability to do like dope things and so it's like yeah like i think we're gonna do better work in five years or a year Mm. or six months from now than we are now right like and part of that is and you might lead us to this competition point anyway, but it's like part of that is the growing pains and growth of irrational passions itself and how that has grown and contracted and grown and brought new people on and like what we've and what I've certainly have learned about that and like what it takes to go from like a small group of people to like a team to an even bigger team to just get like keep growing that and like how that is hard and challenges and, and have to learn very quickly. But like ultimately I look at where we are now from Rash Passions on March 23rd for me. Um, and like, look at where we were like a year ago, right? And look at where we were two years before that, three years before that, and be like, yeah, like we've making strides very quickly, right? And like, I look at where like 8 bit was a year ago, mm-hmm. yeah, or like absolutely. nine months ago, or six months ago even, and where it is now, right? And like, 
or okay beast or even like kind of funny or like these kind of things like they've just grown and expanded and evolved and like you just learn over time and it makes you better at what you do like you just you absorb that information yeah that's, that's a good point and like i like what you say about being an optimist i, I almost said being an optometrist but you're not that i could um, be an optometrist i guess in my in my future yeah maybe but yeah being an optimist i, I feel like i'm in a similar way where i tend to look at a best case scenario most of the time while trying yeah. you know I'm, I'm naturally kind of a, a realist at the same time as being an optimist i don't really know how that works together but how do you see the future and like i guess that struggle to make what you do as a hobby into a viable thing like we all love podcasting but we also know yeah. that there's almost yeah. no money in it and i don't really know about the written content i don't know how rational passion goes for ad revenue or anything like that so how do you take that to the next level where yes you are part of the i guess the landscape of of journalism and video games but how do you get people to pay attention and give you mm-hmm. a big bag of money yeah it's interesting for ip in particular where that's <laughs> such a big question yeah. um so like we what i'll start with is this rational passions has a slack we use Slack. Um, if you don't use Slack, you should use Slack. 8-Bit, if you don't use Slack, use Slack. It's a great like office workplace thing to just use, and you have channels and everything. It's great. Dynamite. We have a senior staff thread for the four senior staff guys at IP. Um, we also jokingly call it our talking shit channel. We can just talk shit about people. But mainly it's, just for, <laughs> mainly it's not that. Um, it's 50-50. But it's also where we talk about like big kind of overarching like themes and ideas for the site as a whole. And like we talk constantly and we have talked constantly for years um, because we are the four kind of original guys. What direction are we wanting the site to go and like, what are we wanting it to be? Right. Like, and especially like people behind the curtain mildly, like in this increasingly like Patreon world, right? Like where, Mm -hmm. like with OK Beast and you guys both doing that. And like a lot of other people doing that too. I mean, obviously kind of funny does it, but like everybody does it. And it's like, what does that look like? And like, is that what we want to do? Is that not what we want to do? Like, why or why not? Like, what do we want to do to like help take us to the next step? Like, what does it look like? Like we have conversations frequently about this. And like we, whenever anybody makes a move, we spend a lot of time talking about that. Right. Like we spend a significant amount of time discussing and thinking about these things and like thinking about what like next steps we should be taking and like how we should plan that out. Right. Like when you guys launch your Patreon, we talked about that. And we like discussed that. And we said like, this is a thing that like, we don't need to do Patreon, but like we need, we, this is a thing that we should talk about in terms of like what they're doing and how it works for them, how it doesn't work for them and how it works for OKBs and how it doesn't work for OKBs and like what things we can learn from this. Hmm. There's always lessons and things to be learned and we try to do that, right? And it's interesting too, because me, Jarrett, George and Alex are for at times very different people, right? Like, and like you also somebody who obviously is part of a very big site with lots of different people. And so you also understand that sympathy, right? Where like, I feel like at OK Beast, it might be a bit easier because there are just kind of four or five of them. Um, and it's a bit kind of easier to get a handle on everything. And at IP, there are eight of us now, but even among the four of us, we're all very different, right? Like George and Jared are not like me and Alex. Um, and even George and Jared aren't that similar. And even me and Alex aren't that similar. We're all very similar. To, like it's, it's, it's complicated. It's messy. It's people. They're humans. We agree and disagree on lots of things, right? And like the kind of allegiances, for lack of a better word, that you might think might line up maybe don't on certain issues, right? And then certain big, broad, long-term plans and issues that don't necessarily line up, right? And it's, it's the fact that, I mean, you've had Alex on this podcast, like what a rash of passions once was is not what it was anymore. And like, mm. it hasn't been for years. And what it was even like two or three years ago isn't what it was. And what it was two years ago isn't what it was anymore. Like we're just changing constant. Like the long-term plans and ideas of what it is are like, being radically reformed almost daily um and so it's being aware of that trying to keep that in mind too and so it's like in terms of what are we trying to do to get paid for this basically on a full-time manner it's basically we're thinking about lots of things right like we would like that to be the case we'd like to get paid to do this yeah um it's figuring that out right because like to your point that's not a lot of money in podcasting damn <laughs> um <laughs> there's not as much money as there should be maybe in writing damn <laughs> but it's kind of piecing it all together right and like we don't necessarily need to be the biggest thing or okay beast doesn't need to be the biggest thing or ape doesn't need to be the biggest thing but i still think that we can be an important thing and a thing that matters and a thing that people either want to contribute to or people want to like whatever and just figure out the right way for us 
um, and what makes us comfortable and what makes people that who now are also on the team comfortable as well and what they care about, what they're passionate about and what they want to do too, right? Because mm. that's also something to take into account when we have kind of the other four people on the team as well. Yeah, it's it's certainly a tough thing to kind of be motivated and have these high goals and, and strive for, you know, the best possible outcome, but also to be in a, in a realistic position where you think, you know, chances are we're not going to be the next IGN. Like the, the, there's a, a mm-hmm. small amount of companies in this particular industry that started with a bunch of people like us. Started from the around. bottom, now we're here. Yeah, like, and, and the ones that that, uh, that did, like, it was 20 years ago, you know, like Rooster Teeth, you know, it's, it's... It was a different landscape, yeah. Yeah, and IGN, like, even that started with a bunch of guys at some stage, like, mm-hmm. but that well, that was in the 90s when the Nintendo 64 was <laughs> the big thing. So, it's, a, a as you said, a different landscape, and it's almost like the, I don't know, like, getting to a point where you just aim to be the best that you can be and, mm-hmm. and aim to bring in somewhat of an audience and having that audience satisfied with what you're doing and encouraged and motivated to go out there and if they're inspired to do something because of what you've done like yeah. that's awesome and yeah. if if it's inspired them to get into podcasting or to to try their hand at writing like you've got people like quinn hoffman in there who's who's joined the contributing team and i'm sure that the work that you've been doing and work that other people have been doing is a big reason why he's writing all this stuff and that's pretty cool and if if that's a flow-on effect that we see across every outlet at the same size as irrational passions then you've suddenly got all these hundreds of people thousands whatever it is across the world that are doing something they wouldn't have done before mm-hmm. I, I really like that part of it i think for me too that that you hit the head on the nail there too where it's like quinn i always say is like the first person that joined ip that was like a fan of ip before he joined and so, like, Quinn in particular, and, like, that's true now of Jessica, too, Cogswell, who's our newest member. Mm. Um, but, like, Quinn in particular, when I talk about, because he's, he's so much younger than all of us, too. Quinn is recently 20. And so it's that thing for me where it's, like, Quinn has talked about the fact that, like, Alex Alex O'Neill is, like, his biggest inspiration. Um, and, like, I'm, like, the second biggest inspiration. Right? Like, we, like, we inspired Quinn to do this kind of, in a way, where it's, like, me and Alex will say, who are your biggest inspirations? It will be, like, Greg Miller a loudmouth guy from Missouri kind of thing. And for Quinn, it's not that. It is somebody on a much smaller scale. But it's seen us do that, seen us kind of do our thing that inspired him to kind of write, inspired him to do first break in reality and then ultimately go to IP itself. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, it's interesting, right? Like that ripple effect and that butterfly effect thing of like, I, A, I obviously love the vision you just pitched here, but like people just kind of, being inspired right and like or not even being like being encouraged like or feeling like they can do this too right like that's that's what i hope mm-hmm. anybody takes out it's like you can do this a I, a I think that you can do anything that you kind of dream of like you i think every person has like the innate ability and potential to achieve anything that they set their mind to and like i'm not going to sit here and say all at the same time that it's not hard and it's not gonna take work like you're not just gonna like get it handed to you but like if you think that you like have an, like a passion or enjoy writing or podcasting or anything, making videos, like literally playing music, doing anything you want to do, like do it. Right. And like, it's, it's the same trite cliched advice Greg gave like 10 years ago on a pod, like podcast beyond episode. Just like, just do it, just do it. And guess what? Great news. You're going to be bad at it. It's not going to be good. And then you're just going to keep doing it. And then you'll be mediocre at it. And then you'll be okay at it. And then you'll be good at it. And then you'll be great at it. And it's like, it all takes time, right? Like we all had our first yeah. thing that we wrote or that we podcasted or that we were evered, right? And like, we maybe try to bury it or forget about it. I embrace mine. <laughs> Me and Jono and Alex and everybody else, including Damon Hatfield and Greg Miller, like all started somewhere bad probably. Um, but we cared about this. We liked this. It's the thing that we enjoy, whether it's video games or movies or music or TV shows, or politics, or anything, or sports, right? Like, you just have to do it, right? Like, the, I think it's like the quote, like, you have to practice something 10,000 hours to master it, right? Like, you just do this a lot. And, like, we're no more qualified, or they're no more qualified than you are to do it too, right? And, like, I'd like to think that if all of us doing this stuff around the world, right, whether it's John Bernardo in Canada, whether it's you guys in Australia, whether it's all the various people in America, 
and other people in other countries that exist probably too in the world. I don't know, man. Uh, like, <laughs> like I think that that's what I'd hope that kind of one of the lessons is, right? Like I always said, and I said it whenever we were on, whenever Quinn actually invited me, Jarrett, and George on. That's how long ago this was. On to break in reality before we were even part of, before he was part of Rational Passions. And like when input had kind of, maybe episode 10 had happened, he brought us on and kind of talked about like input and like the future of that and like the future of IP and like what we wanted that to be. And I've always said like my dream, my goal for IP is like, I would love for it to outlive all of us. Like I would love for IP to just out, like I would love for there to be an IP where me and Alex and Jarrett and George aren't there. We don't need to be there anymore. We're like, we have left the site, but it's still going. It's still thriving. It's still be in this place for people to hone their craft and find a voice and have opinions and do things that are different and unique and interesting and fun and creative and that they like find enjoyment out of and they find like creatively challenging and stimulating right like i would love that like i would love to build a legacy at rash passions like that's what i want more than anything else right like i want that because i think that ultimately what i want to show is that like we're all capable of this right we're all we can all do this right like whether it's something small like this like we're talking about video games or it's something big like being fucking i don't know like president i don't know if i can curse about being like a president or being like an astronaut like you can do it like you can i mean a look who our president is now you can do it you can (laughs) you you can manage but b it's that thing of like i don't know like i think people have a hard time realizing what they're capable of what potential they have to do like amazing and dope and cool and unique things and like just do it. I'm just some kid from Missouri who like does this. Greg was just some loud kid from like Glen Ellen, Illinois. Both those towns have combined like 20, 30,000 people in them, right? Like Jonah was just some kid from Australia. Like Jack was just some kid from Australia who likes to drink. <laughs> we're all just we're all just people doing this stuff. Like Alex is just some kid who likes anime, right? Like Jared is just some kid who was born a 30-year-old man probably. Like we're just people who <laughs> Like, like these things and think that we can maybe do all right kind of sort of at them. Barack Obama was just a funny kid with, a, like, a weird name from Hawaii. Mm. And, like, look what he did, right? Like, Abraham Lincoln. Because, you know, it's always going to get to Abraham Lincoln. If you give me long enough time, I'll get to Abraham Lincoln, fam. <laughs> like, he was a g- guy born in a log cabin. It's, like, an abusive father. And his mother died when he was young. And, like, he, I mean, he's Abraham Lincoln. Like, you just, like, we're all capable of doing pretty amazing things um you just have to have a little bit of like faith and a smidgen of luck um and also just like try just like try like that's the thing like worst case scenario bill i'm gonna say listen to this ready right now driving your car down the highway going 70 in a 65 on the wrong side of the road in australia you're listening to the podcast and you're like i don't, I don't know like, maybe i can't do it. it's like just try because the worst case scenario this is what greg always said too but, like worst case scenario you suck at it and you don't enjoy it you can just stop and then mm. no, no, no harm, no foul kind of thing. You did it. You gave it a shot. And now, you know, you don't want to do it. Cool. Best case, you know, you find that you love it, have a great passion for it. And then it's something that you like find fulfillment out of. And you don't need to do it full time. You don't need to even do it like semi full time. You can just be a thing that you do with like your friends. And mm. that can be enough. That can be an outlet for you, right? Like that can be something that provides you with laughter and comfort and enjoyment and challenges right and it can be something that you like look forward to doing if you have like a day job that you don't like or while you're in school or while you're ironing your clothes i don't know like whatever whatever you do in your life because you're a regular person not like a child like me like you can do this thing that will challenge you and better you right like that's my thing of like i've derailed your question (laughs) but like that's that's my thing of like as a final point of like i think we all want to be have like the best thing, like we all want the best version of what ourselves can be, right? And like, I think we lose sight of that sometimes and we lose sight of like how far we've progressed and it takes doing like big, bold, crazy, risky ideas at times or seemingly risky ideas, but it was just like picking up a pen and pattern writing or speaking into a mic, but like doing something that you think is really risky to kind of show you like how like far you've come from where you once were, right? Like if you told 18-year-old Logan that he'd be, like, doing what he's doing now and talking to, like, an Australian with a funny name. He'd be like, nah, fam, that's not, that's not true. That's not, like, that's not possible. And, like, that who'd have met Greg Miller, right? If he'd, like, be, like, a senior editor at this kind of thing, he'd be like, nah, that's not possible. Like, I couldn't, 
I couldn't do that, right? And like, I've bound this conference and bound this stream, but it's been like, nah, like that's like, nah. And they're like, it's done. I did it. Close the shop up. Yeah. Uh, but now, like, that's, that's what I would say. Well, that's cool, man. Like, we usually go down a certain path on this show of like a you know a chronological. How did you get I to d- this point? I derailed that. that yeah. But no, like, I didn't ask that question this time because I think that the stuff we've been talking about is a lot more important than you know how did you end up joining Irrational Passions and blah 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 blah. But you you touched on before like struggling at school with writing and we were talking before about like Michael Jordan how he turned his weakness into a strength and you've clearly done that as a kid like you were not good at reading and writing and you suddenly found yourself focusing on that and able to you know advance to a point beyond what people probably expected you could do so is that something that you feel like you've carried through till today as as a as a 27 year old gentleman it's interesting because i'd be i'd be curious to pick his mind for a lot of reasons but like (laughs) michael jordan famously didn't make his like school team um mm-hmm. one year and like that motivated him to kind of do the thing i was yeah like i i am somebody who this is going to sound like a humble brag but it's going to be a point where it's not i'm somebody who's like i think pretty smart like i think i'm very intelligent and i have a great kind of curiosity about the world and, lo- and love to learn um i think that when i was a child growing up that was always there. I mean, I was the, I'm the kid who learned all the presidents when I was five years old, but nerd. Yeah, I think that school didn't. I think that the schools I went to didn't utilize that and tap into that, right? And so, like, I I, I became frustrated a lot at school, um, and I became annoyed. I was also like a troublemaker, like because I just I'm just kind of a class clown, and so that gets you into trouble, um, which only frustrates you more, right? And so, like, I. My school experience, like, K through 12 in America, was, like, fine. Like, I had a lot of fun, but that was also part of the problem. And more to the point, like, I did struggle with reading. I did struggle with English. I did struggle with math, too. These are things that I just wasn't good at. And I overcame them, right? Like, enough in math, but, like, obviously, like, very much overcame them in English and um, reading. But almost in spite of the teachers... Like, almost out of spite, in fact, in a lot of ways, right? Like, and, and, and a classic Logan thing of, like, I'm going to do it out of spite, like, because I'm, like, I'm not being helped by you, right? Like, and, but then the point I was trying to make is that the fact that, like, I, for years, like, all the way through, probably literally until I graduated from high school and even into college for a little bit, like, I was very much ashamed of the fact that I was in this low kid class to begin with. Like, I, I was not happy about that. I, I cared that as, like, a, like, like a scarlet letter, if you will. Uh, and so like, it's something that like, I didn't talk about a lot as a kid growing up with my other friends. Uh, cause I, I feel like, cause it, it felt like what it was. I felt like I was just like a dumb kid who just got like eventually got less dumb. And it's like, that's actually because like, I think that's how it's presented, especially at the time. I, I mean, it, I think it's better now, but like at the time you're just like, Oh, you're just slow. You're just stupid. You just don't get it kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. and it, especially like, that's like the double edged sword of growing up in Missouri is that maybe it's not the most enlightened at times. Um, or progressive at times, but it's that thing for me of like taking that and then over time seeing that not as like a kind of scarlet letter or like a thing to kind of like be ashamed of or a thing to kind of be like upset about or afraid of and kind of like using that as a thing to be like to kind of fuel you on and kind of propel you forward and kind of take as like a source of strength where it's like I think that a lot of kids get put in situations or classes or get slapped with labels and then are just like, well, this is me now. My lot in life has been like decided because some 40 year old teacher who may not even care has said so. And I love teachers. A lot of my family, most of my family is teachers, but I was also like, but that's not good enough for me. Right? Like I'm an incredibly, some might say wildly over ambitious person, um, with a lot of drive, some might say too much drive, um, and far too much energy. Unquestionably, I have too much energy, and so I was like, I, I, I have things I have to do. I got, I got appointments to keep here, professor, whatever. Um, and so like, I use that to motivate me, and eventually, I, I, I kind of accept the fact that like, being in like the slower reading classes and English classes and math classes, isn't something to kind of 
try to erase from my history or try to kind of expunge from my past. It's a part of my story just as much as anything else. It's part of my story just as much as my successes and as much as my kind of great moments. In fact, it helps make them even better, I think. Mm. Um, and it makes my story um, my story, right? Like I am, we all are, right? Our failures and our kind of mistakes and mishaps and weaknesses and I think when we try to hide them, we're just, we're not paying attention to them. We're not focusing on them. We're not allowing ourselves to grow and expand and evolve, right? And, like, a big thing for me is that, like, I just want to keep growing, right? Like, I just want to keep yeah. being a better version of myself that I can be, right? Like, I'm not, like, I'm okay at math, but, like, even to this day, like, I'm not the best at math, and I wish I was better. Um, and, like, I try to, I, I, I'm more of the fact that, like, I didn't put forth much effort in that, right? Like, it's something that is much more recent within, like, literally within the last few years, but it's, like, things like, it's my story. These are my kind of learning moments and my mistakes and my things that I could have been done better. And that's true of stuff for, like, IP as well. It actually tied it back into the main point where it's, like, there are things that I think we've all learned, and certainly I've learned as an editor and as, like, a quote-unquote, like, leader person, whatever, at IP. And, like, things I could have done better at the time but now no right and like i think that you just have to embrace the fact that you're just going to be wrong and probably wrong a lot mm. and you're gonna make mistakes and probably a lot of mistakes and you're gonna sort and like this hidden secret is you're gonna like fail and probably fail a lot right like to get, bring it back to michael jordan like michael jordan won six nba titles and is the greatest basketball player of all time he didn't win a title a lot more times he got like knocked out of the playoffs in the first round a bunch. He didn't make his school team. He failed a lot. He failed. You fail your way to success, right? Like you fail your way. That's like his most famous Nike commercial. Yeah, right? like, how many yeah, times yeah. he's failed? Yeah, yeah. Like you fail your way to like growth and evolving and doing better, right? And like for me, as long as you like are curious and have like a passion to learn and to grow like growth is the most important thing it's just growth like mm. are you have you like progressed and like expanded like your thoughts and minds and like considered other opinions right and like been an empathetic person right it's like a big banner me and alex always wave be empathetic i'd like to think i have i like to think that i'm more empathetic and that i'm more understanding and that i'm more kind of curious than i was six months ago or a year ago right like and i hope that i am mm. the same six months in the future right like embrace your failures and embrace what makes you weak because it that can to bring it back to michael jordan again um turning your weakness into like a strength and possibly even one of your greatest strengths right like reading writing has become one of my greatest strengths from being one of my biggest weaknesses that's so good and not hiding that just saying this is what it is right and like there doesn't have to be shame there shouldn't be any shame in the fact that you are somebody who has grown right and that you mm. maybe had something you were bad at but now are good at yeah, I think that's a really important point. It's like you see people out there who have some kind of not so glamorous past or maybe they have been in trouble or maybe they came from, you know, a really bad neighborhood, whatever it is. Like when it comes to presenting their brand as a celebrity, they'll either shy away from that or they'll embrace it. And there's people that can hold on to that. Like, you know, you're talking about the school, like being in the the special not the special school but the the dumb kids class or whatever like you could hold that and hide that because you're ashamed of it but if you are able to look back and see that you've progressed through that and overcome that why not hold on to it as a badge of pride you know it's mm -hmm. you know if someone has been in prison but now they're working in a regular job like be proud of your progress rather than yeah hiding away from something you're ashamed of in the past. I think that it all comes down to your perspective and that's a really good approach to have. I think ultimately, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is or why it is, but like, and I think in particular, and like, I think it's changed somewhat, but like in particular, like for men, like in the acknowledgement of like weakness or being vulnerable or like mm. acknowledge the fact that like, you've maybe made mistakes or made like or things just you're not like super stoked about from your past or from your present or whatever is like it's like certainly tap or certainly felt taboo at the time right like, you don't acknowledge it because like, you don't talk about them you don't have men don't have emotions um kind of thing right and it's just like well a i got lots of emotions fam uh <laughs> but, but b too many 
Yeah, maybe, right? But, like, <laughs> A, like, I was raised off Mr. Rogers and, like, Sesame Street and Barney, right? Like, I was doomed from the start. Like, you just never had me, like, toxic masculinity. <laughs> and so it's just, like, I'd like to think that people embrace their whole story and whole experience and whole kind of version of who they are, right? Like, nobody's perfect. And, like, I don't want them to be. That's the way this exciting. That's where this interest in. Um, we all have things we do or don't like about ourselves. Um, we all have things, no matter how confident you are or not confident you are, we all have things that we could be better at. We all have things that we could be, like, times we could be more considerate. We all have things and issues and kind of memories that we wish maybe we were different, but it's who we are. And the point of it all is just to kind of keep growing and evolving, right? Like, it's like the thing that people say and that I say about America, because I'm going to talk about America now. Um, where it's where it's just like it's it's a it's an unfulfilled like promise, right? Like it's 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 we're never going to reach our full potential in America. We're never going to be the full kind of fulfillment of that ideal and that promise and that dream. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't stop striving to be it, right? You should. You're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be exactly the thing that you like maybe want to be. Um, but that doesn't mean you should give up on that. That doesn't mean you should stop trying and stop kind of doing your best, right? Like, I'm never going to be Abraham Lincoln, and I'm really bummed out about that. It breaks my heart every day, but, like, I think I can be a pretty damn good Logan Wilkinson, right? Like, I think I can nail that, and so it's like, I'm going to try to be the best version of that I can be. I'm going to try to be a thing that, like, I don't know, like, Mr. Rogers would be proud of, right? Like, that's the thing, like, Steve Irwin would be proud of. Shout out to my boy, Steve Irwin, right? Rest in peace. Um, And so just, like, I think that we have to acknowledge the fact that and be comfortable, especially as men, we have to be comfortable with the fact that like we're not perfect and it's okay to say that and it's okay to acknowledge our weakness to other people, in particular other men, which I think we were like told not to. Especially again, like I don't like, I, I know Jack played a lot of sports growing up, but like I played a lot of sports growing up and like lock I play I was in locker rooms and it's like you just can't it's like what are we doing? Like we're just not allowing ourselves to actually confront real issues and real things that we could fix in ourselves and real mistakes within ourselves, right? And, like, you just have to try to bury it or, like, hide it or lie about it and not talk about it. And it's like, I mean, like, I was bad at reading. I was bad at writing. I was bad at math. It's all right. It'll be okay, fam. Um, and, like, maybe you're bad at these things, too. Maybe you're bad at history, probably because it was taught bad, because it is. Maybe you're bad at, like, other things. Like, they're just, like, it's okay. Like, we can, like acknowledge it and confront it and make it something that is a strength of yours um and i think when you try to kind of avoid that you just let it fester and fester and fester and eventually it's going to come out eventually it's going to burst like you can either deal with it or not but like it's just gonna be an issue right? like if you don't deal with the fact that you're bad at something it's just, you're always gonna be bad at it and at some point in time it could yeah. be something where it's like important yeah, Logan, I usually ask people for advice at this point of the show, <laughs> but I feel like everything that you've said could be like reworded as advice. Yeah, like but. I guess I guess my advice, my short the too long didn't read advice. Yeah. <laughs> is I'm is that like I don't know, like prepare for the cliche tunnel here, listener. Okay. I've made it this long. But like I don't know, like believe in yourself. Like I think that like the the thing I always say that I find really true for me at least, because mm. I'm such a romantic of who I am. Um, is that like, hey, Susan, Billy, Joel, Christian, who listens to Billy everything. Billy Joel? <laughs> Billy Joel. Yeah. You listen to this. You listen to this. I need you to, if you're, if you're in a house, if you're in a building, walk out of that building and go outside. If it's daytime, go back inside. Wait 12 hours. If it's nighttime, <laughs> look up at the sky and look at the moon. All right, this is what it does for me. Look at the moon and just think, We've been there. We've walked on the surface. We've walked on that thing in the sky since like the dawn of man. We've looked up to that and been like, that's the thing we want to go to. We did it. We did it. We did that thing. We did this impossible thing. Throughout all of human history, we've done giant, crazy, improbable, impossible things and constantly proved that impossible is nothing, right? Like, have faith in yourself. Believe in yourself to be able to do these simple acts, right? Like, we've cured diseases, eradicated, like, giant like mass killing things and like defeated fascism and we walked on the moon we put a man there and walked on this giant thing and like touched the face of god like these are things that we've done and like be inspired and like believe in yourself like it's gonna be hard 
um, and accept that, admit that, be open about that, and like reach out to others. People want you to succeed, and also like don't be too hard on yourself. Like you're gonna make mistakes. You're going to fa- you're going to fail. Failure is a part of life and human nature, and it's kind of shitty. But also we get to grow from it, and I guess it's all right too. Um, and like, just be aware of that. Like you're going to fail. It's going to be okay. Jonah's here to help. He loves you. I love you. Your family and friends love you. You have a support network around. And if you don't, Hey, hi, my name is Logan. I like dominoes. Hit me up. I'm here for it. Logan will be your friend. Yeah. I'll be your friend. I'm, I'm very much glad to be there. Right? And like, we have people out there. The internet's a big place and that can be like, not good at times, but also like, me and Jonah both can speak from personal experience that like there are amazing communities out there too who are supportive and who are far, 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 far too kind and loving and wonderful to us. And we don't necessarily deserve it, but I will take it. I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. You can't take it back now. Uh, and like, just be aware of that. Right. And like, try, try the thing you want to do and like, maybe you won't like it and that's totally okay. You don't have to, but like, maybe you will and give it a shot and don't be embarrassed of your failings and your mistakes and maybe being stupid. It's okay. <laughs> We've all been there. Certainly, I've been there. Um, and, like, don't let anything stop you. Like, they're, like, crazy, like, able gamers. Like, there's no excuse. Like, you can do amazing things with, like, so many things, like, stacked against you. You can be, like, yeah. do so many amazing things. And it's just, like, do it. Just it's literally like shot to Nike, man. They they nailed it. Just do it. Like, and then if you don't like it, cool. Do something else and like figure it out. And like, you won't know if you do or don't like something, and if you do or don't love something until you give it a try. So give it a try. Write. Pick up a pen and pad and write, and tell Jono why he's so handsome. Make that your that's your assignment. That's your homework for the day. Oh man, you know what's the the coolest part about the whole like walking on the moon thing is that we did it fifty years ago. <laughs> we walked like... on the moon with the computing power of a calculator. We sent yeah. a man to the moon and he walked forth on there. He we did that. That's like to be like Jono didn't know where he's gonna get this, but like walk the moon landing is like one of the most awe inspiring things in all of human history. I think like it's absolutely incredible to me. Like we walked, on, we shot ourselves out of the planet through the stars, like. And we made it back home. <laughs> yeah, like we we did that. It's a thing that we did, right? Like that's pretty amazing. Um, so you can do you can do you can pass that you test. Can, yeah, yeah. You like can do you a can podcast. write a paper. You can meet Greg Miller. You can be president. You can do whatever you want. We landed on the moon. Impossible is nothing. Hard cut. <laughs> All the sports brand cliches. All the sports. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Shout out to Michael Scott. <laughs> okay, Logan, with that in mind, if you could do anything and know that you wouldn't fail, what would you do? Yeah, so this is interesting because... There, I And this might one of my favorite parts of your podcast is this question in particular. So shout I gotta out to this keep people. I got to keep people listening to the end somehow. Yeah, I love this question. <laughs> and I, you, get, you get a lot of really good, awesome answers. Um, I don't know, right? Like, I think the fear of failing is part of the excitement and it's also part of like the thing that drives you to do things. Right. Like mm. obviously I'm somebody who has like very big ambitions. Spoiler. I want to get into politics one day and maybe live in a nice white house. Um, but like a fear of failure is part of that. Right. Like a fear of like not doing that is part of what drives you to like try even harder and like be even better at it. Um, I don't know. Like if I could do any one thing and know I wouldn't fail, I could. So like I could have like an actual like legitimate, like really philosophical, like, life frame and answer but just you've say be president just say be president yeah but you've gotten a lot of that in this podcast <laughs> i'm like that no who wants that you know what i mean like if i could do one thing and know i wouldn't fail i'm gonna not pick some obvious thing i'm gonna say i would make like i've always wanted to do a like like they're like cool like i would make the harry potter video game that i want to make like i would make <laughs> like i'd make a harry potter video game that i've always wanted to make which is basically like an open world like RPG-ish um, video game. You go through all seven years of Hogwarts and it's like a giant thing and you go to classes and you make friends and make maybe enemies and you just do a thing and it's just like, it's not about Harry Potter. It's just at Hogwarts and you just make, you just live a life basically at Hogwarts. That sounds lit to me. Why wouldn't I it, want that? Is that like, it's Persona, but Hogwarts, right? 
I always envision it as bully, but basically at Hogwarts. Yeah, I was thinking bully um, when you first said it, but then when you started talking about everyday life, it's like okay, yeah. you, you mix up bully, you mix up persona, yeah, and then you've like, got you've got like the yeah that, that works for me because you've got the angle of the school life, and then you've got the part of the subplot that's all this extra supernatural stuff happening as well. That's that's a game I would play, and I'm not even like a big Harry Potter guy. I always say Bully's the best Harry Potter game that's ever been made. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very much a lot of that in there. So that's what what I, happened I to the that. one that got leaked? Is that ever is that the Who thing? Know. You know, like, Who know? Beast of My Heart, if they ever make a Bully 2. Bully is such a great video no, game. No, I'm talking about, sorry, the Harry Potter leaked footage that it's we saw last year. It's not going to happen. Who cares? They're, they're, JK hates <laughs> us now. She's doing weird shit. And just like, it's, just chill out, JK. Just make a video game and stop talking about Dumbledore's sex life. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that. Nobody needs that. Okay, we well, fifteen years ago, if you're going to do it, not now. I don't care now. <laughs> yeah, Logan, thank you for coming on the show. It's been yes. an episode, I think, unlike any other, in that it's, you know, it. it, it <laughs> well, it's trying to be unique. Yeah, well, it, it has been because we've talked about you without like overtly talking about you, if that makes sense. Like, and when I say that, I mean I haven't had to ask specific questions about irrational passions or yourself it's just come out in the way that we've been talking about you know the industry and your perspectives on work ethic and all that kind of stuff so thank you for that and for bringing your logan wilkinson flavor to it hey thank you for having me uh you know it's it's funny it's uh somebody who loves himself so much didn't talk about himself so much it's uh, strange uh thank you for having me jono it's absolutely i'm a i love putting work obviously i'm a big fan of the show you do very good job. You should be very proud of it. It's very good, and you're a beautiful person. And thank you for being an eight bit patron. Absolutely, eight, yeah, patron. Everybody, yeah. if you've made it fifty minutes, in, an hour and one minutes minus whatever gets cut into this <laughs> podcast, you should be a patron, Patreon, patron yeah. of eight bit because they're great people who do amazing things. That's what I was going to say. I was gonna actually, you managed to avoid me saying it earlier, but now you brought me back in, so I'm going to say it now. Eight bit. It does absolutely some of the coolest and some of the, my favorite stuff on the internet. Um, you should be a patron for another reason to just follow the 8-bit cast because that show is really cool and neat. And like, spoiler alert, is like, you kind of stole an idea that I had for IP and then I'm just going to do for IP anyway. Like, I love the idea of just kind of like that more laid back, um, conversational style thing. Not about video games, just kind of about things. It reminds me of like the kind of funny Patreon exclusive episodes back in the day where just kind of about nothing at all that's made them great it's about like it's like seinfeld um yeah i mean it's a fairly common podcasting format i think like i'm giving you credit for it comedy button game over greggy's show stir fry with okay beast and then you've you got, like, invented it at we invented it yes. <laughs> um and i love it and you guys do yeah. great work and are very much somebody that we over at Arash passions at the very least are always have our eye on and always are impressed by and always are influenced by and inspired by. Thank you. Um, and so you and Jack and everybody else over there, Brendan, all of the people, J- NATO, who I know is not part of you guys, but he's going to get credit because <laughs> he's Australian. Um, he's Malcolm there. Turnbull. Um, all of you just like <laughs> do good work. And Bob Hawk, you should just like you do good work. And <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, I think it's everybody. It's everybody in the continent. Yeah. And you all do great work and you should be very proud. And everybody, please be a patron. Please subscribe to them so they can just take over the world and then uh, fly me out to Australia to hang out with them. Yeah. And subscribe to Input. Subscribe to Input. I always do this. I'm always so bad at pitching myself at the end. <laughs> subscribe to Input, a video game news show and our Ash Passions podcast. Me, Jarrett, and George very much appreciate it. George in particular would be happy. He's only got two months until he graduates from college. And he's very tired, so please send George Cruz some love on the internet because he's very tired and overworked and stressed. And he's got like 17 jobs. So just help George get to the end of the semester and then he'll graduate and be happy. Um, Jarrett has never once been happy, but you should still send him love on the internet. And then I know it's already happened when you listen to this, but like go back and read all of our Paxi's content and podcasts and watch him. It'll be great. I love you, Logan, but that's enough. We have to wrap this up. (laughs) No, thank you. Thank you again. Absolutely. Thank you for listening and thanks to Audio Technica. You can catch Logan on Twitter at LeftyLoggy. Head to IrrationalPassions.com to check out all of his hard work from PAX East coverage to the Input podcast itself. 
Of course, you can support this podcast with a five-star review and rating in iTunes. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash weare8bit. That's where you can support the collective from as little as a dollar a month, getting all kinds of awesome swag, great little treats, just as Logan said before, for doing your bit to help the collective grow. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Jono himself. And until next week, keep putting in work.